Hi everyone, this is Criterion Channel Surfing and I'm your host Josh Hornbeck. I'm coming to you from Seattle, Washington, and with the outbreak of COVID-19 here at the end of February, it's been a while since we've been able to come to you with a new episode. In my day job, I work in communications and I've been putting in long weeks and 14-hour days trying to keep the members of my community informed, safe, and to get them the resources they need in the midst of this public health crisis. So I haven't had as much time and bandwidth at the end of my days and the weekends for editing. In the meantime, things have changed rather dramatically across the country. Many of us are learning about self-isolation, schools have closed in most states, and movie screens are dark from coast to coast, and there are quite a few people who are facing financial uncertainty as this goes on. The episode you're about to hear was recorded well before many of us were worried about this. It's the follow-up to my February conversation with Will Rimmers. In the week since recording, Will has come upon some financial hardships due to this public health crisis and could use some help from the community. So if you're in a position to help, please consider pitching in to help out Will by purchasing some of his music at williamremmers.bandcamp.com. You can donate to Utopia Opera Company at utopiaopera.org while they attempt to weather their closure during this crisis or by signing up for music services from Will. He'll record original music for you, prepare sheet music, give you virtual piano lessons, guitar lessons, bass, vocal lessons, banjo lessons, music theory, or composition lessons. You can find out more by reaching out to him directly at remmersmusic at gmail.com. One final plug before we begin the show. Ryan Gallagher, the force behind everything at our home network Criterion cast, has also come upon some financial hardships due to the spread of COVID-19. In addition to supporting Criterion Cast Patreon, you could support Ryan directly during this difficult time by going to patreon.com slash Ryan Gallagher. If you have the ability to support anyone during this crisis, I would really encourage you to support anyone who's been economically hurt by this virus that's already done so much damage around the world. Thanks. And now, here's the show. You're listening to Criterion Channel Surfing, a podcast dedicated to the films of the Criterion Collection streaming video service, The Criterion Channel. I'm your host, Josh Hornbeck. In these follow-up episodes, my guests and I offer a few recommendations for films that fit our theme and are available on other streaming services. Will Rimmers, frequent contributor to the Criterion Reflections podcast, joins me today to continue our conversation about The Lovers, stories of love and loss. Stay with us. If you enjoy Criterion Channel Surfing, check out Drinking While Talking, hosted by Jill Blake and Wade Sheeler. Classic film, classic music, classic culture, shaken and stewed. Every episode of Drinking While Talking, Jill Blake and Wade Sheeler discuss movies and music new and old with forays into pop culture from the past, as well as wherever the spirit takes them as they get progressively more spirited. Whether they're delving into classic film, desert island picks, quizzes, games, or misguided monologues, the question will always remain, how far can they get until everything falls apart? As the editors of TheRetroSet.com, the premier clearinghouse for all things classic, you can catch their deep dives into movies, music, and lifestyle. Sober. 
Their hope on drinking while talking is to take the pretension out of discussing the classics as they make their way from the early 20th century through modern day by way of film, culture, politics, through the prism of their unique and personal lens. And booze. Find out more at theretroset.com. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com. I'm here once again with Will Rimmers, frequent contributor to the Criterion Reflections podcast and director at the Utopia Opera Company. Thanks for continuing our conversation, Will. Oh, I'm very happy to. For these follow-up episodes, we're going to talk about a few films on streaming services other than the Criterion channel that fit the month's theme. Will and I already talked about films about love and loss that are currently streaming on the Criterion channel, so we're going to talk about a few other films that fit the theme and that are on other streaming services. So to start off with, Will, what other streaming services do you use? So second place to Criterion channel is Mubi for me. Mm. A number of things have come up on movies, you know, rotating list of 30 films, and I always find something interesting there. Very, very pleased with what they've been up to. I probably would have had films to recommend if I wasn't always seeing them the day before they expire. (laughs) In addition to that, I have a Netflix account, which I don't really use because I don't ever think about it. Just the thought of scrolling through Netflix when you have Criterion Channel is very disheartening. And the amount of how many amazing original and unoriginal things they have on Netflix, there's just too much that I just don't care about and just don't want to have in my brain. I have Amazon Prime, which I ought to use more for a lot of the very obscure titles that tend to pop up on it. Mm. Things that have never been released on disc that they have for some reason. Uh, a lot of films from the classic Hollywood era. That I used, you know, from time to time. Those two probably come up if they're ever, you know, where to watch on Letterbox and you yeah. search it. And otherwise, there is a few other things that maybe come up. I mean, Fandor was huge for me when it was active. So for me, there's a big loss there. And there's also lecinemaclub.com, which has a weekly rotating film that I always find something interesting there to see. Those are free, so that's recommended. And I've been meaning to go into Ovid since your Mm. episode on it. Yeah. So I'm trying to negotiate how much of my time I can really afford to spend on everything. I mean, there are about seven or eight things on that itself that I've been meaning to get to. So it seems like it's something I need to take the plunge at a certain point, but it's hard to make it happen when you know it would only interfere with my expiring channel titles. (laughs) That is the challenge, and I do think that the fact that Criterion gives us the list of expiring titles is really, really helpful, but it also places this burden on us every month too, right? I was thinking about it compared to, you know, limited edition films, like a release coming out. I like having the fire under me sometimes because otherwise you'll take it for granted and then someday it'll just not be there anymore. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well... So tell me, do you have a film to recommend to start off with? A first film to recommend for us to talk about that is on a different streaming service that fits the theme? Yes, I was tempted to recommend It Takes Two, starring Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen on Netflix, (laughs) because I remember I liked that movie. (laughs) I mean, I know that Kirstie Alley and Steve Gutenberg have romance in it. But I was searching Netflix, and I just searched in classic as my keyword, and then it suggested me to do classic romantic movies. It had a number of Bollywood titles, and I have zero experience in that avenue. And I'm giving myself a recommendation. I'm going to watch on Netflix the movie Bobby, directed by Raj Kapoor. 
It's 168 minutes. It's got a beautiful poster. It's on Netflix. I'm glad that these distribution rights somehow get to Netflix and there's enough of a market for it. I'm just going to go into Bobby. So I'm going to see Bobby, a Bollywood film that I know nothing about because it came up as a romance. You know, I think that's actually really a fun approach to this, right? Getting to try something completely new and completely out of your comfort zone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, clearly there's a huge audience, both from people who have some sort of experience with Bollywood culture, maybe who are from India or have experienced how incredibly huge that industry is. I don't know if this fits into sort of a lot of the stereotypes of that kind of film. This doesn't seem to be a musical. I don't know if there is music in it, but it's still got that, you know, three hour runtime. And that's a hallmark that I think is really, really interesting. So I'm excited to school my dumb self on something. And just the fact that it seems like there's a lot of this on Netflix is very heartening. Yeah, yeah. While there are a lot of things that get buried on Netflix, if you're willing to take the time sometimes to dig, you can find some really interesting gems every once in a while. So yeah, that's really neat. Well, in honor of the Maddie Diop short films coming to the Criterion channel, my first recommendation is Maddie Diop's first feature film, Atlantics, which is streaming currently on Netflix. I was absolutely blown away by this film. It was the last film I saw of 2019, and it ended up being one of my favorite films of that year. It premiered at Cannes last year, and it made her the first black woman to ever be in competition for the Palme d'Or. It may not have won the Palme, but it did win the Grand Prix. I find this to be an absolutely stunning and haunting love story. It's a ghost story about the refugee crisis, but it's told from the perspective of the women who are left behind when the men go off to try to seek a better life for their families and for themselves. It explores class in Dakar and explores the ways in which globalization increases poverty and increases the class distinctions. It follows the story of Ada, who is a young woman who is supposed to be marrying a wealthy businessman named Omar, but she's been flirting with and beginning a romance with a young working class man named Suleiman. But when Suleiman and a group of other workers who have been working for months on a skyscraper and have not been paid... When they leave to go to Italy and leave the town behind, the women of the town suddenly are becoming possessed by the spirits of these men who have left. And it is just absolutely gorgeous. It is one of the great films coming out of Africa, I think. I am really excited that this film is going to be eventually making its way to Criterion Disc. This is part of the big news of the Netflix Criterion deals. I think this is just one of the masterpieces of the last year. And if you're looking for a really great love story that explores also issues of class and comes from a different part of the world, I just think this is one that you'd really do well to catch. I think that Maddie Diop's cinematography is gorgeous and she just captures some images that are stunning and unique and just really evocative and contain some imagery that I just don't know that I've seen. 
seen in films of the last few years. So yeah, highly recommend Atlantics. I'm glad this podcast is here because I didn't even know that this was on Netflix because I'm so out of touch. But I'm glad because I was going to watch the shorts and to go through her work chronologically. Yeah. Go through those shorts on the Criterion channel and then to have this at the end of it was probably going to be very exciting. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And she was in 35 Shots of Rum, which was directed by Claire Denis. So I'm actually really excited to watch 35 Shots of Rum. She is also the niece of the director of Tukibuki and Hyenas. So she has this great lineage and she has learned from some really great filmmakers and yet still has her own voice and has really staked out her own space. I'm very excited for this and I'll be really curious to hear your thoughts, William, when you have kind of worked your way chronologically through this. Yeah, I'm really, really excited. And 35 Shots of Rum is on my list, too, having only seen Claire Denis' Beau Travail. So it'll be another slice of the Maddie Diop experience. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Do you have a second recommendation for our listeners today? I do. And again, I think that my lack of experience with other streaming sites left my choices kind of limited. But I needed to have one of my lovers be a little unusual. <laughs> I've chosen on Netflix as well, Monty Python's Life of Brian, directed by the late, great Terry Jones, and featuring the first time I had ever seen a naked guy and a lady in a Hollywood-type movie. And they're naked because they love each other, or something. So they're the lovers, so it fits the theme. But the theme is also that the lovers are me and Monty Python, if you ah. think about it. Because really, my entire thing leads back to, you know, being one of those Monty Python kids. So what better time than to celebrate the great Terry Jones and the rest of the Pythons with this great film, which, you know what, I will say has something to say about how the people you love may sometimes abandon you to be crucified. Yeah. So if that's a relatable experience for anybody, this is a film for you. It's not my favorite Python film. That would go to Meaning of Life. But this one, I think, fits our lover's theme most closely. And it was on Netflix. I mean, really, this was just because I didn't know it was on Netflix. And then I found out that it was on Netflix in preparing for this. So I said, <laughs> oh, that, that's what I'll pick. I think that's a great choice. I love Life of Brian. I have a list of films that I rotate through during the Easter Lent season as a person of faith, and Life of Brian is always one of those ones that I throw up there as a potential one, because I think it has a lot to say about faith, about love, about all of that. I think it's great. I think it's a really good choice. This is a very fun one. And as a theater kid growing up, Monty Python is also very near and dear to my heart. It sort of has to be, I think, to be somebody who's willing to take this sort of chances. And there's an erudition about Monty Python, especially going back to the TV show, that stands out in Life of Brian considerably, I think, due to the things you just said about the fact that it does have quite a lot to say about complicated topics. Probably has more to say than maybe some straightforward renderings of the crucifixion story. Yeah. It's special. And, you know, Kenneth Colley is in it, and he was in Star Wars. So if you like to see Kenneth Colley, he's somebody that shows up in every movie and I think needs more credit. He plays Jesus, so he gets some credit for me. Awesome. Awesome. Well, my final recommendation, this is one that I was looking for an excuse to watch, and this gave me a good chance to do it, is Joanna Hogg's The Souvenir. It was released last year and is currently streaming on Amazon Prime. 
Jonah Hogg is a filmmaker that I didn't hear much about, but I had learned about because of The Souvenir and its premiere, I think, at Sundance last year. And then the Joanna Hogg bundle showed up on the Criterion channel, and I fell in love with her films and really clicked into her rhythms and her techniques and styles with her first films really right from the beginning with Unrelated and just that long take and the ways that characters move in and out of the frame. And I just devoured all three of her films pretty much one right after the other and was so taken with her style. So it was really exciting to get a chance to watch her most recent film, which is a semi-autobiographical version of her life and her journey into becoming a filmmaker. It is the story of Julie, who is a young woman attending film school, and about the relationship that she has with a slightly older man who is potentially an addict. He works for the British Foreign Service, and... A lot of his actions are shrouded in mystery. They're shrouded in secrecy. And he keeps saying that he isn't able to be completely honest with her. And she begins to suspect that there may be other things going on there. All the while, she is trying to find her voice as an artist, trying to figure out how to find her style, how to connect with stories outside of the privileged existence that she has grown up in. And she really wants to be a filmmaker who doesn't just parrot back the privilege that she has grown up in. It's a gorgeous film. It is heartbreaking. I think that Joanna Hogg her style has evolved over the four films that she has made, and she still captures those long takes, allowing her actors to really stay grounded within the frame and to really take their time with their moments. She uses a lot of reflections and uses the ways in which the characters are showing different sides of themselves. She films a lot through windows. She's recreated the world that she grew up in in the 1980s down to some meticulous details and even to the point of using some projections out of the windows of the apartments that she used to live in so that it captures London in the 1980s. There's a lot to say, again, about art and the artistic process, about finding your voice, about the ways in which tragedy can help you find your voice, the ways in which relationships can shape you and transform you, and the ways in which destructive people in your life can worm their way into your life, and how difficult it is to extricate yourself from those relationships, even if you know that it's important to. The film stars Honor Swinton Byrne, who is Tilda Swinton's daughter, and Tilda Swinton also plays the mother in it as well, so there's some really lovely performances there. It's great. I know there is going to be a second part of this cinematic memoir that they're working on as well. I am now a full-fledged Joanna Hogg fan and cannot wait for the next film to come and I haven't seen this film, but I did listen to Joanna Hogg talk with Alicia Malone on the Magnificent Obsession podcast, mm, yeah. and they were talking about this film, and I've had it earmarked for this such an occasion, and again, didn't know it was streaming, so thank you. Yeah, it's good. It's well worth the time to check this one out. Well, if you're looking for more from The Lovers, that is four titles to catch on other streaming services. Bobby by Raj Kapoor on Netflix. 
Atlantics by Maddie Diop on Netflix, The Life of Brian by Terry Jones on Netflix, and The Souvenir by Joanna Hogg on Amazon Prime. William, once again, I just want to thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. Where can people find you online? Letterboxd. Will Remmers is my username. You can go there and contact me through however you'd like to. Feel free to say hi, everybody. Awesome. You can find Criterion Channel Surfing at CriterionCast.com and our website, CinemaCocktail.com. And you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching for Criterion Channel Surfing. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us in the Criterion Channel Club Facebook group or send us a message at CriterionChannelSurfing at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at Josh Hornbeck. Our logo was designed by Doug McCambridge of the Good Times Great Movies podcast. You can see more of his design work at dpmdesigns.com. Criterion Channel Surfing is a proud member of Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com and support the work of Criterion Cast at patreon.com slash CriterionCast. Criterion Channel Surfing is listener-supported, so please consider donating to the show at patreon.com slash Josh Hornbeck. For just $5 a month, you get early access to all regular and bonus episodes of the show. And for $10 a month, you'll have the chance to give my guest and I a film to discuss in a special Patreon-only bonus episode. Thanks again to all of our supporters. We really do appreciate your continued support of the show. On the next episode of Criterion Channel Surfing, my guest and I will discuss March's new and expiring titles. I hope you'll join us. Thanks for listening. Criterion Cast, a podcast network and website for fans of quality theatrical and home video releases. Find out more at CriterionCast.com.